Acts chapter 22, verse 12 through 15 from the World English Bible version we're reading today. Let's read together. One Ananias, read it together. One Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, well reported of by all the Jews who lived in Damascus, came to me and standing by me, said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. In that very hour, I looked up at him. He said, the God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to all men of what you have seen and heard and the world has never again been the same because of this right here. Come on, celebrate what God has done and what God is about to do. These are the words of the Apostle Paul, who after Christ was the greatest missionary the world has ever seen. The man who started as one of Christ's or Christianity's most zealous enemies, was to become the gospel's most ardent messenger. As a result of Paul's three missionary journeys, the good news of Jesus Christ was spread throughout the ancient world. Paul's travels of over 16,000 kilometers throughout his nine years of service played a most crucial role in the formation and in the development of the early Christian church. Paul established numerous churches in large strategic cities and prominent towns throughout the Roman Empire, including Asia Minor, which had been annexed by Rome. Many of the communities that Paul encountered on these journeys, these three missionary journeys, they were the same ones that he wrote to in his pastoral epistles. Verse 14 of our text contains keys to this man's amazing ministry to this world changer. Verse 14 is one of the most impactful, incredible scriptures in the book of Acts because it contains keys to Paul's amazing ministry, which we will consider today and for the next two Sundays. I want to strongly, before I move further, I want to strongly encourage you to get everyone else here. Everyone else here who are a part of us. I want to ask you as your pastor, get everybody else that you know that's not here today. Thank you for being here. But anybody else that you know that's not here, would you get them here? In fact, you can call them and tell them, get to the second service. 
or get to the third service. You need to be here. And don't miss the next two Sundays. This is a special month for us. And we've got some amazing things ahead. Come on. These messages will be incredibly important for us, both now and in the coming days. So call somebody and say, what are you doing? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Get ready and get to the house of God. Come on now. Verse 14. He, Ananias, said, the God of our fathers has appointed you. Saul of Tarsus struck down on the road to Damascus. Unable to see for three days, having to be led by the hand. The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth. Wow. He has chosen you, appointed you to know his will. Everybody say, know his will. Come on. Everybody say, know his will. To see the righteous one, say, see the righteous one. And to hear a voice. Everybody say, hear a voice from his mouth. This statement and what it contains was to set the course for the rest of Paul's life. This statement by Ananias, an unknown disciple, not seen before or heard of since. Ananias and this statement, what it contains was to set the course for the rest of Paul's life and ministry. Think about it. Every waiting people every town and city, every miracle, every church established is right here in this one passage. That's why verse 15 says, for you will be a witness for him to all men of what you have seen and heard. Now, I want you to track with me. I don't know what you're thinking about right now. Forget it. And track with me right now. Because I'm, I'm, I, I, I've got to lay this so carefully. There's so much here that I've got to get through in the next few minutes. And you've got to get this. If you don't get this, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. First, the God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will. Know his will. The word know comes from gnosko. It means to know. Gnosko means to know. But epigonosko. Epigonosko. Gnosko is the basic word. It's the root word of to know. Gnosko. But what we're going to focus on today is what this word epigonosko means it means to come to full knowledge through discovery. 
God has appointed you. Ananias said, God has appointed you to know his will, to know you've been chosen to know, to come to full knowledge through discovery of his will. The word will means the eternal purpose of God. What Ananias is saying, Paul, you've been chosen to come to the full knowledge of the eternal purpose of God by making discoveries. You have been chosen, appointed, handpicked. God handpicked Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Appeared to him and personally and, uh, and handpicked him. And he said, you've been chosen to come to the full knowledge of the eternal purpose of God by making discoveries. Think about it. The ministry of Paul, the world's greatest missionary, was founded on discovery. It was based on discovery. 2022 is our year of discovery. And we're going to discover some things today and over the next two weeks. Next, you've been appointed to know his will. Secondly, to see the righteous one. To see the righteous one. The word see and notice the righteous one, both are capital letters. Righteous, capital R, one, capital O. The word see means to see face to face. To see face to face. Having personal acquaintance and fellowship with. It means to have personal acquaintance and fellowship with. It means to perceive and understand what to do. Oh, this is important. To see face to face. That's where we make our discoveries. When we come face to face with the righteous one. That's where we begin to discover his power. That's where we begin to discover his lordship. That's when we discover his greatness. To see face to face having personal acquaintance and fellowship with. To perceive and understand what to do. Seeing face to face, seeing Jesus face to face, fully joined to his heart and to his cause. Lord, what would you have me do? As he's laying on that road, seeing a light shining brighter than the noonday sun, Lord, who are you? I am Jesus. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Lord, what would you have me do? What's your cause? I'm face to face with you. I want to understand what you want me to do. This is mission. This is mission. Coming face to face, a divine fusion takes place with his heart and with his cause, and we end up saying, what do you want me to do? This is mission. Finally, 
to hear a voice from his mouth. The word hear. To hear a voice from his mouth. The word hear means to hear and be informed effectually. So as to perform that which is spoken. To hear and be informed effectually. So as to perform that which is spoken. Now I'm, I'm taking my time with this because I'm going to speed up here and you're going to have to listen quick. But I've got to take a few minutes with this because this is foundational to everything over the next today and over the next weeks. To hear and be informed effectually so as to perform that which is spoken. Paul was to continually lay hold of the message of God revealed so as to discover the direction and the details on the way forward for completing the mission. I'll repeat that. To hear and be informed effectually so as to perform what is spoken. Paul was to continually lay hold of the message, tuning his spirit to the tuning his heart to the Holy Spirit. For throughout the nine years that he traveled these 16,000 kilometers, he depended heavily on the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit forbade him to go to certain places. He had to develop a listening ear so as to discover the direction. There was a world waiting. He had downloaded and embraced the heart and the cause of Christ. Now he had to discover in his years of journey and ministry, he had to discover and learn where the Holy Spirit would take him. At one point he heard a man from Macedonia By the Spirit he heard a Macedonian cry, come over and help us. And he said, we immediately set our course and set ourselves to go into Macedonia, knowing assuredly that God had called us, that God had directed us. Listen to me. Paul continually laid hold of the message that God revealed so as to discover the direction as well as all of the details on the way forward for completing the mission. This is vision. This is vision. Today I want to begin a series on discovering God's eternal purpose through our mission and our vision. Get ready, NLC. We're going to make some discoveries over the next weeks that's going to set us on fire. I'm praying by the Holy Ghost that the fire of God, the passion for people, the desire for the fulfilling the cause of Christ will drop afresh into every one of our hearts. Discovering God's eternal purpose through our mission and our vision. We're going to talk mission. We're going to talk vision. You will not want to miss it.
If you've got plans over the next two weeks, two weekends, cancel them. Come on. I'm calling everybody, everybody to be here. Let's look at this for a moment. God's eternal purpose. What is God's eternal purpose? Now listen carefully and listen quick. What is God's eternal purpose? God's eternal purpose centers on Christ. On Christ to see the righteous one is what Ananias told Paul the apostle who would go and shake and transform the known world of his day. It began with to see the anointed one. To come face to face with the anointed one. It means to have a personal acquaintance and fellowship to understand what you are to do. It begins and it centers on Christ. God's eternal purpose centers on Christ to see the righteous one and his church to hear a message from his mouth. To hear a message from his mouth since Christ's ascension. How is God, how is God's voice being heard in the earth today. Since Christ's ascension, how is the voice of God being heard in the earth today? The voice of God is being heard today through His church. The church is God's mouthpiece. The church of Jesus Christ. Any members here uh, that are members of the church of Jesus Christ? The church is His mouthpiece. We were told by Jesus, the head of the church, to go all to the earth and preach. Go all into the world and preach the gospel. We are the mouthpiece of God in the earth today that you might, look at this, that you might witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. However, it doesn't start with the church. It starts with Christ. Thank God we're part of his church, but it all begins with him. He is the centerpiece of history. All of the Old Testament looks forward to Christ. All of the New Testament testifies of Christ. All of history will climax when he returns in power and glory to reign. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. That's what he's doing. That's where his focus lies. Since Christ is the head of the church, the head of his body, the church, it is central to God's eternal purpose. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says, God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities and lying devils in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can we celebrate our king today? Can we celebrate the king of kings? The word wisdom means deep knowledge, moral insight, learning. Come on, this is what the church is to display. This is the wisdom that those of us who have been delivered by Jesus and placed into his body, this is what we're supposed to display, deep knowledge. Come on, not shallow, occasional, 
showing up just when you feel like it, learning a thing or two, happy with Jesus. No, it's got to go deep. Come on, church of the living God, we've got to go deep. Deep knowledge, moral insight, learning, enlightened understanding. This is what we're supposed to display to the world. Represented everywhere as a divine gift, everywhere. We represent it as a divine gift. Our lives have been totally transformed. We have gone deep into the things of God. Morally, we, are, we're, we, we have insight. We're learning. We're growing. We've got a purpose. Come on. If we want our lives to count for eternity, we have got to discover God's eternal purpose for the church, and we have to live accordingly. Not just occasionally. Not just when there's special services on. But we got to connect with the heartbeat of God. And we have to go forth to display, to display this great knowledge, this deep knowledge, this learning, this enlightened understanding. Come on, we're not just thinking to lunch, we're thinking past lunch. Come on, we're people who are committed. We're people who are involved. To make that discovery, it demands that we understand and embrace our mission. If we're going to make that discovery for our lives to count for eternity, I want my life to count. Don't you want your life to count? Life is more than your BMW. Life is more than your promotion. Life is more than fine suits and dresses. Designer handbags. We've got to discover, listen. If we want our lives to count for eternity, come on, church. Lighthouse, let's make some discoveries. Let's discover God's eternal purpose. What is God's eternal purpose? That you and I might display His wisdom to unseen principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. We're in this for spiritual warfare that we the people of God are on mission. We are on mission to go forth and enforce the victory of the cross over every power of darkness that stands in our way. That's God's eternal purpose. He didn't choose us just to bless us. Woo-hoo. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. Oh, thank God for the feelings. But when those feelings lift, we're still on mission, buddy. Whether you feel it or not. And I'm calling for the church. I'm rallying Nairobi Lighthouse Church. I prayed. I've asked God with every ounce of strength I have to rally this church. To rise up as the people of God that we've been called to be. And let's go display. To make this discovery, it demands, not request, it demands that we understand and embrace our mission and possess a vision. Our passionate desire at Nairobi Lighthouse Church has always 
Our passionate desire at Nairobi Lighthouse Church has always been to be a church driven by the gospel. Our church, our desire from its inception in 1987, our passionate desire has been that our church be driven, be driven by the gospel and that our church would be faithful to the biblical model of what a local church is to look like. That has been our heart's cry from our inception. And for this to continue in an effective manner, we need to understand, we need to make a discovery. Some of, some of us need to rediscover. You've been so distracted. You've been so caught up in other things. May God by the Holy Ghost help you to rediscover. We need to understand the distinctions between mission and vision. I'm going to give you a couple of them. The mission. We need to understand the distinction between mission and vision. We need to discover, number one, the mission is a statement of what the church is supposed to be doing. The vision is a snapshot or picture of it. The mission is a statement of what the church is supposed to be doing. The vision is a snapshot or a picture of it. Secondly, the purpose of the mission is to inform the membership of the end goal of our local church. The membership, the purpose of mission, of our mission is to inform the membership of the end goal of our local church. So I'm speaking today. We're blessed to have all of our visitors with us. Thank you for being here. I'm talking to the homeboys and the homegirls. Come on, who's part, planted in this house. The purpose of the mission is to inform the membership of the end goal of our local church. The purpose of vision is to inspire our membership to accomplish the church's end goal. The first is mission to inform. Vision is to inspire. Come on. Mission is to inform. Come on, we're smart. We're going to take hold of this information. We're going to lay it into our hearts. We're going to embrace it. We're going to discover and rediscover our purpose. What God wants from us. Understanding what to do. The mission is given to us to inform our membership of our end goal, of where we want to go, what we want to see happen in this journey. And the purpose of vision is to inspire our membership, to accomplish, not just attend, but to accomplish. Not just to say, Oh, Nairobi Lighthouse Church is my church. Well, what are you guys doing? Well, what's happening? Well, I'll get back to you. No. Finally, mission precedes the vision. Well, not finally as in finally, but finally as in these distinctions. 
Mission precedes the vision. The vision grows out of and develops detail around the mission. And that's why vision, vision has, at times it can have different emphasis. It can have different details depending on a lot of different things. But mission precedes the vision. As we see in the life of Paul, face to face, understanding what to do. That's mission. So acquainted with his cause, so acquainted with his heart, so acquainted with his passion. That like Saul of Tarsus, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to give? Where do you want me to go? Mission precedes the vision and the vision grows out of and develops detail around the mission. So are you ready, Nairobi Lighthouse Church, for the mission statement of NLC? Are we ready for the mission statement? of NLC as I as we proclaim it I want you to let it rise in your heart by faith I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you discover it and to rediscover how powerful it is are you ready we are Nairobi Lighthouse Church and our mission is to are you ready We are Nairobi Lighthouse Church and our mission is to win souls and make disciples. That's our mission. That's what we do. That's it. That's our mission. Win souls and make disciples. How do we do this? See, This mission statement should be able to fit onto a business card. I studied this week and I learned that our mission statement, it doesn't need to be so detailed. That's where our vision comes. Our vision creates the details to to see this come to pass. So this is our mission statement. We are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Say it. We are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Say it again. Our mission is to say it. Win souls and tell your neighbor. Come on, tell your neighbor. We are. How do we do this? We do this by. We do this by, listen up, sharing Jesus in the home. Sharing Jesus in the home. Paul the Apostle made this discovery. I want you to listen. Paul the Apostle made this discovery. Everywhere he went, he emphasized the strategy of reaching out to individuals, to families, friends, and neighbors within the home. Home is where life makes up its mind. Home, everywhere Paul went, he emphasized the strategy of reaching out to individuals, to families, to friends, and neighbors within the house. When he went to Mars Hill, this is one of the few times, one of the few times that Paul was preaching publicly 
because no one in that place knew. No one had any... Pretty much everywhere Paul went, he had a strategy to reach the home, to reach families, friends, neighbors. Homes were the primary instruments for Christian life and formation. Let me give you some key examples. Lydia and her household in Acts chapter 16, verses 14 through 15. Lydia and her household. We talk of the jailer and his household in Acts chapter 16, verses 32 through 34. They all gathered in the jailer's house, his whole household came to Jesus. Jesus himself used this same strategy as he preached in the houses that he entered and to those who came to hear him, Luke chapter 5, verses 29 through 32. Jesus used this same strategy as he preached in the houses that he entered. We don't see Jesus entering a house and just hanging out. He always preached. House of Zacchaeus, the house of Matthew. He, in fact, these, these, these scriptures, Luke 5, 29 through 32, that's the Matthew meal. And that's what we're preparing ourselves for. And this is what we're readying ourselves for for October 30th where we, the church, are going home. We will not be here. We will have Cell Sunday on October the 30th. Since August 18th, 1994, we have utilized this same strategy, focusing on capturing our homes for Christ, seeing God do amazing work through our cells and through our small groups. Right now, we are seeing God getting ready to do something on Cell Sunday. We have prayer walking going on. We have preparation happening. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Come on. How do we win souls and make disciples? By sharing Jesus in the home. As long as there are homes in this city. If the day ever comes when there's no longer any homes in this city, we've done our work. But as long as there are homes in this city, church, truly our mission has been and continues to be long obedience in the same direction. Long obedience in the same direction. Believing God to transform lives within the home. Secondly, coming together as God's family. How do we win souls? How do we complete our mission? We come together as God's family. The church is God's household. The church is His family, as Paul helped Timothy discover in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. Paul said, I want you to know how people who are members of God's family must live. God's family is the church of the living God the pillar and the foundation of the truth. When we gather together in our corporate settings as we are today, we come together not just as members of a church. We come together as the family of God. And everybody needs a family. We being members of God's family, we come together corporately to bask in His presence 
to be inspired and to be lifted up. Come on, it requires family coming together. Coming together as God's family, as one people from all types of backgrounds, all kind of tribes, all kind of experiences to receive His Word. It is in our coming together that we are taught the Word. Thus we are strengthened. Thus we are encouraged to go back out into our world to continue displaying. This is why it's so vital that we come together as family. You've got to have a family. If you're not a member of a local church, if you're not connected to a local church, you're not connected to the family. Oh, you're connected to the universal family, the universal church, but the universal church must have a local expression of where we know we belong. Are we perfect? No. No, the moment you joined, we came, it became imperfect. The moment I joined, the church became imperfect. There is no perfect local church. Stop looking for one. Come together as family. Get the revelation of family. Discover. God's eternal purpose is manifest through the family, His family of God in the earth. Woohoo! Equipping believers to do works of service. We are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. We are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Our mission is to win souls and make disciples. How do we do this? Sharing Jesus in the home. Coming together as God's family. Thirdly, equipping believers to do works of service. The mandate to make disciples remains the church's greatest task before the return of Christ. Listen to me. The mandate to make disciples remains one of the church's greatest tasks before the return of Christ. Are we truly disciples? The word disciple means a learner. Remember wisdom, wisdom. Remember the definition of wisdom that we are to display? One of the meanings is learning, learning. Disciples don't just happen. We can't lay hands on you and say, be discipled in the name of Jesus. From this moment on, you are a disciple. Yeah. Disciples must be made. Go and make disciples. Not win disciples. You win the lost. You make disciples. How do we make disciples? By equipping, by training, and by sending. This is how we make disciples. Disciples are learners. We never stop learning. We are always on a, a journey of discovery. This is one of our great passions at Nairobi Lighthouse Church. We are well equipped to equip you for works of service. And it's work. Everybody say work like you're not afraid of the word. And finally, reaching our world with the light of Christ. <laughs> we are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Our mission is to win souls 
and make disciples. How do we do it? Sharing Jesus in the home. Woohoo! Coming together as God's family. Equipping believers to do works of service. Reaching our world with the light of Christ. The love of God for humanity remains strong. Therefore, the mind of God that none should perish is still as strong as it was when Christ said it. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 11 through 14. The mind of God that none should perish is still as strong as it was when Christ said it. In leaving the ninety and nine, he went and he searched for the one, Matthew 18 tells us, so that none would be lost. That has never changed in the heart of God. That's never changed in the heart of Christ. We as God's people, we must tell broken humanity in our world this good news of salvation that Jesus Christ offers freely to them and their need to commit to a relationship with Him thereby having their lives transformed by His grace and by His mercy in Jesus' name. Come on, are you part of this great army? Are you part of this great family? Are you part of this mighty, mighty team that God is raising up? Come on, can we give Jesus a mighty hand clap of praise today? Can you magnify Him? Everybody shouted, we are, let's say it together, we are Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Our mission is to win souls. Come on, would you give him another ovation? We're part of something supernatural. Father, we look to you right now as your people. We stand before you. Jesus, the head of the church, we honor you, sir. We bow before you. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you for our family. It's only because you came, Jesus. Shed your blood. You paid the price. For us who were aliens and strangers, far off from the household of faith, you loved us enough. <laughs> we worship. We who were outcasts, we who had no hope, we came here with nothing. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you for the cross. That we might first and foremost see you, the righteous one. And that we might hear your voice from your mouth so that we will go forth and witness like this great man Paul to all men everywhere what we have seen and what we have heard. Forgive us for our distractions, Father. Forgive us for getting caught up in secondary things. Would you open our eyes once more and help us to discover your eternal purpose? That we might go forth under the power of the Holy Spirit, displaying your wisdom, manifesting your greatness, this deep knowledge, this understanding, this learning. Pray for every member of Insight today. God, let them embrace this. I pray for every cell leader. I pray for every L3. I pray for every pastor. I pray for us as a church. I pray for every member of ourselves. Everyone here today in this congregation, God, let Nairobi Lighthouse Church In Jesus' name, amen. Can you praise him? Nah, can you praise him? Can you magnify the head of the church? Can you cast your crown before him? Can you acknowledge his greatness? He is the captain of our salvation. I don't know about you, but I'm on mission. I'm on mission. God bless you, everybody. Have an amazing week. Remember, get everybody here in the second or third service and make sure they're here next week. Love you.